What should your personal exercise coach, your exercise professional, the personal trainer, your group exercise instructor, your yoga instructor, your Pilates instructor, your doctor, what should they know about you before they give you information about how to eat and how to exercise? And I think these are really two really important questions. What should they know about you? And are they genuinely interested in the information that you give them? So have they asked you the questions and are they genuinely interested or have they carefully listened to everything that you've said? And as a consumer of product that is about food and about exercise, I think you have the right to have a professional who genuinely cares about you And how would you know that they genuinely care about you if they don't ask you all of the important questions? So here's my, uh, if you can run this through your headspace, because I've been an exercise professional all of my life. And I've been in in the position where people just said, you know, spend 10 minutes with your client, find out a bit about them. And I'll use those, that unprofessional way of speaking. Yeah, find out a bit about them and, and then give them a program. And give them this program. And I didn't even ask. A lot of the people that told me what to do when it came to programming for clients, information about nutrition, I didn't even ask them why they gave me that information because I trusted that because they owned the gym or because they had a qualification or because they had 20 years experience that they knew what they were talking about. And how irresponsible is that and how embarrassed am I to even share that information with you? I learned the hard way that as an exercise professional, I have a responsibility to take care of my client. I always use this example because I went to a private boarding school in Melbourne. My father sent me there to become a lawyer. But there were a lot of people in my school who wanted to be doctors. They wanted to earn a lot of money helping people that were sick to get better. Now, I'd like to think that uh, preventing sickness is even more important than that. <laughs> uh, and that's what I do as an exercise professional. That's what I absolutely uh, passionately am excited about is stopping people from getting sick, preventing sickness, helping people to have a fit, strong, healthy body and a fit, strong, healthy immune system so they don't end up at the doctors or they don't end up in hospital, they don't end up sick. So if I'm going to help somebody, if I really want to keep somebody healthy, fit and strong for long, What do I need to know about them? And these are some of the basics that I find really embarrassing again. I didn't do them initially, but I learnt. I learnt the hard way that I needed to do this stuff, ask these questions. And 40 years later, you can still go to gyms and personal training studios and classes where these things just aren't being done. These important responsibilities that aren't being covered off by exercise people, I wouldn't call them professionals. So if I start with what should somebody know about you before they give you information about food and exercise, there's two parts. There's the personal side of why you want to achieve your goals. And then there's the technical side, the professional side of should I know your resting heart rate? And I'll just give you a couple to consider. If I know what somebody's resting heart rate is, what will that tell me about them? A low resting heart rate means they're fitter. A high resting heart rate could mean that they're not very fit, which means the program I give them or how hard I push them would be different because they're either fit or unfit. Should an exercise professional know your your resting blood pressure? What would happen if they didn't? 
if somebody doesn't know what your blood pressure is, the worst case scenario, of course, is you could die because a high blood pressure is very dangerous. But there's a challenge with that because if you've got a high blood pressure, there's a lot of doctors that would say don't exercise. So as an exercise professional, should I A, find out what somebody's resting blood pressure is, and then should I have a doctor that understands what exercise does for blood pressure so that I can refer them to the right medical professional who will give them, give them the right advice about whether or not they should exercise. And of course, if somebody has high blood pressure, that will also tell me that they might have risk of cardiovascular disease, cardiovascular disease coronary heart disease, stroke, uh, amputation, blindness, all the horrible things that happen if you have got arteries clogged hoses in our body and that's what blood pressure tells us. So should your exercise professional know your resting heart rate and your blood pressure and please say yes. There are some things that they may not need to know. A lot of exercise people will, will take your body fat percentage, they'll weigh you, they'll measure you. Uh, why? That might be something that you want them to do but do you? Have they asked, do you want me to pinch your fat? Do you want me to put you on the scales and weigh you? Do you want me to put a tape measure around your body? And what do those things actually mean? Should an exercise professional know that when I weigh you, I don't know whether what your weight is consisting, consisting of. Yes, it's your entire body. If you lose weight, I don't know whether you've lost fluid, bone mineral density, muscle, Muscle's the engine of your body, bone mineral density. If you lose it, it's a disease called osteoporosis. If somebody's dehydrated, they're going to feel terrible, tired, lethargic, body doesn't work properly, brain doesn't work properly. But there's so many exercise people who, who won't take your blood pressure, but they do put you on the scales and they tell you that you need to lose weight. I always ask, how do you know that? How do you know that I haven't got big, heavy, strong bones because I've been lifting heavy things? How do you know that I haven't got great muscle definition or, or density? Muscle, muscles, when you've got a lot of muscle, it's heavy. But it means you've got a fast metabolism. I don't want to lose muscle so I get a slow metabolism. Should your exercise professional know those things? And please, please say yes. But then the personal things. Does your exercise professional know, and I don't care whether you're going to a class with a group of 100 people or you're going one-on-one -on -one to a personal exercise coach. I always ask all coaches, whether they're exercise coaches or not, what do you know about your client? Should you know what their number one life goal is or what their number one exercise goal is or what their number one goal in their life is right now? What do they want to achieve? Should you know what they want to achieve next? Because is it possible that if they achieve that goal, they're going to achieve all of their goals? So what's the next thing that you want to do? And then lifetime, what's your long-term goals? And should your exercise professional know that about you? What do you want to achieve? It's a very personal thing. How can somebody help you achieve something that they don't even know what it is that you want to do? The next question is, should they know why you want to do it? Because there's a lot of things that we want to do, but the driving force for achieving something is the why. And does your exercise professional, your coach, do they know why this is important to you? Why do you want to win the grand final? Why do you want to win a bodybuilding competition? Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to put on muscle size? Why do you need more energy? So many people go to a gym or, or some form of exercise facility and the person says, what do you want? I want to lose weight. Okay, this is how you do it. But they never ask why. Why is that important to you? So what do you want and why do you want it? Could they be really important questions? How about where? There's so many uh, visualizations that happen with that. Where do you want to do that? So you want to run a, a marathon. Where is it? 
What time of the day is it? What will you be wearing? Can you visualize yourself achieving that goal? Should we create a visualization for people? And that's all that all about the where question. If somebody wants to lose weight, if I say to them, where on your body would you like to, to lose weight? Should I know that? There's a really big difference. And I'll give you an example. I had a young man who said to me, Roy, I want to lose weight. And I said, tell me about that. Why do you want to do that? He said, I want to you know, I want to pick up girls. Okay, so where on your body would you like to lose weight? And he said to me, I want those three lines in my shoulders. I want a lump on the back of my arm. I want a lump on the front of my arm. I want those six things on my abdominals. I would like to have four parts on my legs. Ultimately, what this man was sharing with me was that he wanted to put on muscle size, not that he wanted to lose weight. But if I hadn't asked, I wouldn't know. A lot of the time when women share with us that they want to lose weight off their hips, their thighs, their tummy, the back of their arms, we treat them like, oh, well, that's all women want to do that. But is it possible that all women don't want to get treated like all other women? Is it possible that we should be treating people like an individual to find out everything we possibly can about them so that we can help them? So what do you want? Why do you want it? Where do you want it? On your body, in your life? Where will you put it? How will it feel? All of that stuff. All the where's. How about when? All the top sporting coaches in the world will share adamantly that if your athlete doesn't have an exact day, date and time, it's, they're much less likely to achieve the goal. But so many exercise professionals, when I ask them, what's the exact day, date and time that your client wants to achieve their goal, they can't tell me. I think that's embarrassing and I think it's irresponsible. What do you think? If our headspace works better, if our conscious brain can focus and our subconscious brain can focus on something when we've got an exact day, date and time, should we know that about each of our clients? I'll give you another example of that. I went to a health club. I was uh, walking around chatting to people because I love to do that. I said to one of the personal trainers, uh, the gentleman over there, I'd like to go and talk to him. Is he your client? He said, yes. I said, what's his number one goal? And the, the trainer said to me, I was embarrassed to, to hear the answer. I said, oh, I, I think he wants to run a marathon. Well, I'm a marathon runner, so I went and chatted to him. And I said, your trainer shared with me that you're really keen to run a marathon. When is your marathon? And this man said to me, I did it last week. I ran my first marathon last week. His trainer didn't even know that he had run his first marathon. I find that to be embarrassing and I think it's irresponsible and I hope you feel the same way. Should you know what your clients want, why they want it, where they want to achieve it and the exact day, date and time that they want to achieve it? Should you know what's the driving force? How will you feel when you achieve the goal? That's the, the headspace of pleasure. How will it make you feel when you do that? And should we connect that to the exercise? Should we connect that to the program that we give them so they can focus on, I'm going to do this because of the way it's going to make me feel when I achieve it? Probably more powerful for most people is how will you feel if you don't achieve it? A lot of people are driven by the pain of not achieving. A lot of people aren't excited about putting, uh, putting a bikini on, but they're really, really scared of going up a clothes size. And should we know that? Should we know the difference between their pain and their pleasure? Why do you want this and how will you feel if you get it? How will you feel if you don't achieve it? How about this question? Are you on track or off track? Should we know that about our clients? Are they motivated, self-motivated, on track, inspired to do it? Or do they need more motivation, more inspiration? Do you need, really need to be their coach? 
And that's that question, are you on track or off track? Somebody that's on track will tell you, you know, I'm doing this regardless. It's a different headspace than somebody that says, oh, I don't know, maybe. Should we know that? Should we know exactly what our clients want from us? Have we asked? What do you want from me? As your personal exercise coach, as your exercise professional, what do you want from me? How can I help you specifically? That's going to be different for everybody. Some people want help with their food. Some people don't. Some people want help with strength training. Some people don't. Some people want help, help, help with their huffy puffy. Some people don't. Some people want everything. Just tell me what to do, Rowie. Please help me. But how would I know that if I didn't ask? And then there's a really beautiful question, which I think is really respectful and, and responsible. If you were, your, you were your own high-performance eating and exercise coach, what advice would you give yourself about your eating and exercise plan? I think it's respectful because we're asking for somebody's opinion. Uh, one of the best textbooks ever, ever, for being an exercise professional or being a professional in general is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And the big concept of that book for me is the greatest compliment that you can give somebody is to ask for their opinion, for their advice, for their wisdom, for their insight. It seems, it, it's beautiful when people ask, what do you think? And that's what that question is all about. If you were your own high performance eating and exercise coach, what advice would you give yourself about what you should be doing to achieve your goal by this day, date and time? So I'm going to wrap that all up as a, a beautiful concept, philosophy, responsibility as an exercise professional. Should we know the technical parts of what our clients want? What is their resting heart rate? What is their resting blood pressure? What are they excited about? What are they scared about? What have they done in the past that they hated? What have they done in the past that worked for them? Then what do they want? Why do they want it? Where do they want it? When do they want it? How will they feel if they get it? How will they feel if they don't get it? Are they on track or off track to achieving their goals? If they were giving themselves advice, what advice would they give themselves? And very specifically, what do they want from us? And then something that I think is very, very important is what barriers have held this person back in the past? Do we need to overcome those? Is it time? Is it money? Is it laziness? Is it lack of discipline? Is it a lack of family support? Is it There's a whole heap of reasons why people don't achieve their goals. Should we find out what are the barriers that have held you back in the past so that we can overcome those barriers and you can achieve your goal this time? Let's make sure that this time you achieve your goal. So whether you are a consumer of the productive exercise or you are a deliverer of the productive exercise, please make sure that those questions are covered, answered, and you understand you understand as the exercise professional what your client wants. And if you are the client, should your exercise professional know all those things about you? And here's my question. If they don't know those things about you, how could they possibly help you? Could that be a great question? <laughs>